One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. No, it's the reason. Look, he's even bobbing. Not bobbing at all. Well, he's missing all that. Are we live? Oh, you're missing this. Are we going? I thought that was a practice. I'm mean, just I thought we were. Oh, oh. We go. Yeah, we go. Have we, we go? We, we go, and we'll keep. We'll, we'll keep this. Right, I'm watching Luis, uh, friendly Portuguese taco, um, because he now mixes live. Yeah, yeah. And he's pushed his start button. As that little music started, he's yeah, he was bobbing away. away. <laughs> yeah, he was. It's very good. Is this the Portuguese number one by any chance? <laughs> if it's not, it could be. <laughs> Thank you for your company. Uh, sorry, we missed last week, but uh, like everybody else in the Premier League, we were on holiday. Yeah, I think it's only fair. Yes. They get a holiday, so yes. we? My name is Richard Keyes. My name is Andrew Mullingray. Uh, our occasional contributor and friend, um, Nigel de Jong. Sorry, what do you mean occasional? <laughs> I forget the last time we were on. <laughs> Nigel, this week, is COVID positive. Oh, you're joking? Yes. No. Yes. He gets tested more than any man I know. I know. Probably why they picked it up earlier then. Yeah, He's a little frustrated. So. He sat for five days not doing no. well. But anyway, um, so at some point, maybe going forward. If you want to get in touch, do please at Keys and Grey Pod. Keys and A-N-D, spell it all out. Uh, we're on Insta and Twitter with quite a presence these days now that we've stepped up the social really? media. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yes. Brilliant. Don't you worry about that. Oh, good luck. Um, and uh, you can get us via podcast through your electronic help around the home. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can get us through Alexa as well. Well, that's what I was trying to say, yeah. Right. Are, there, are there Alexas available? Other uh, other domestic helpers are, I think. I think that's the category. I thought they were all called Alexa. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Shall we do the top five? Yeah, go on. Let's do the top five. Do you know what it is? This is the Keys and Grey Top Five. Uh, do I know what it is? Yeah. No. I, I, wow. I have a collection of articles that are in front of me. And as I. Because I don't read the papers on a Friday deliberately. Oh, this isn't just Friday. Oh, they're eight. Oh, okay then. Anyway, at five, I've got three at five. You can't have three. That well, I ha- otherwise, I run out of space, don't I? No, they're three of equal standing. The first oh, right, one is. Right, right. Um, and this is not going to go down very well. From next season, Old Trafford season tickets will be withdrawn from anyone who leaves their seat empty for 10 Premier League games. So if you don't show for 10 matches, that's your season ticket. Gone. So you paid your door, mm-hmm. up front, mm-hmm. many, many thousands of pounds. Yes, probably. And for some reason, you might not be able to go for 10 games. You're gone. I would think if you made the case that perhaps through illness you weren't able to, but what they're trying to do is obviously get more people in the stadium. Yeah, but... 
And this this is the way to do it, it would appear. Okay. If you leave the seat empty for 10 matches, not only do you lose it for that season, but you're gone. But, but not alone back? No. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. You are history. I would imagine some of the most influential and rich people who support Manchester United and take a season ticket, maybe half for the last 10, 20 well, I, years, I, I'm, who maybe work abroad. Well, Matt Dillon, I'm, I'm concerned yes. about Matt. Matt's got two, just, yeah. just behind the... He's uh, old man. Well, He's off in a way. He occasionally borrows them, but I think they're Dillos. In Are they? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, Manchester United uh, switched. This is a, a little article here to prove what I was saying, that these aren't just current from Friday. Right. Switched from normal black socks to white against Middlesbrough because there was a potential issue for colourblind fans. This is something we've talked about since the Euros before last. I woke up um, that we should do more to help the colourblind. There was a real stir around the fact that that when uh, Wales played In the five nations, six nations. Yes. Yep. uh, They changed kits because red and green is the worst combination if you're colourblind to Mm. try to identify Mm. what's happening. So I don't have a problem with this. I think it's long overdue. Yeah. But um, one, one or two did rear up. Um, but I, it's only, I, so it's, they're not saying to Ireland and, and Wales, you can never wear red, really. What they're saying is, when you play against each other, one of you should change. Yes. I, I'm not a great fan of teams changing kits simply because no. they can. No. But I am an advocate of changing kit if it helps visually. Correct. Agreed. No question about Agreed. that. Uh, remember when the Premier League announced receiving legally binding assurances that the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia would not control Newcastle United Football Club? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I, I'm, I'm reading here. Uh, well, that's part of the reason they got control of it. Andy Dunn, uh-huh. mirror from last week, I think. Right. Uh, Eddie Howe confirmed his squad will spend the next few days, again, we're going back a week or two, the next few days in warm weather training in Saudi Arabia. Presumably, says Andy, Lamanga was booked up and Jeddah was the only alternative. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, would, wouldn't they go there? Wouldn't they go there? If, if the Saudi, I don't know who it is that owns them. Well, it well, it, it's, uh, let's not get into it. But, uh, but if, they're, if they're the owners of the club, Right? Yeah. And they're based in South. Let's just say... Yes, the but, owners, but there were legally binding assurances that the, 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 the public right. investment fund, PIF, That's it. did not own the football club. Ah. Legally binding assurances. Right. I think the suggestion mm. from the article that I've just read to you is that that is not the case. Okay. In fact, I think we all know that that is not the case. I think the Premier League might know that. Would Everton be interested in Kepa, do you think? This is number four. He leaves Chelsea next summer. Would they be interested in Kepa? Yeah. Should they be interested in well, Kepa? Let me put it another way. Is he a better goalkeeper than Jordan Pickford? Right. Let me. Jordan Pickford is, is a strange one for me. A strange one in respect to, I think I'm right in saying he's England's number one right now, isn't he? Yes. Right. But when I watch Everton and when I watch Jordan, he never fills me with the utmost confidence. I always think there's, there's an edginess about him when he's a goalkeeper, there's a nervousness about him. Maybe I'm wrong here and I, and I don't know the kid at all, but I get that looking at him. This is my perception of me looking at him, mm-hmm. working, being in goal, tending goal, if you want to say an Americanism, but being in goal for Everton. I played with a goalkeeper who you looked at and you thought, he's the business. Unbeatable. Unbeatable. He'll do everything right. He's never nervous. Jimmy Rimmer. <laughs> <laughs> Close. <laughs> Close. Uh, 
we know Neville, big Neville Southall, but I never get that feeling when I watch Jordan. I always feel he's on edge. I always feel there's a mistake there. I never think he's, when I look at him, do I look at him and say, that's a commanding goalkeeper? Like I looked at Schmeichel, for instance, when he was at Manchester United. I don't. Now, when a new coach goes in, they often change certain positions and goalkeepers one they look at because they have their own... Frank Lampard will have his own idea of what he thinks is a the, good The reason I haven't yet but, but asked the question also is because, of course, Lampard replaced Kepa when he was the manager of Chelsea. Well, didn't uh, trust him. Well, the answer That's would why be I no said, then. is he a better goalkeeper <laughs> than Jordan? Would be no well, I don't think so because... I, I would argue he is a better keeper than I, w- I would argue he's a better goalkeeper than And Frank may have Frank. to go back to him. I would and it wouldn't be a bad idea to do so. But listen, if as a top goalkeeper comes up, what's wrong with being interested in? He is a top goalkeeper. Should be. He is a top goalkeeper, simple. Uh, again, another one we've discussed often. Tottenham this week changed their stance on the Y word. And yes. they've asked their fans to stop using it. Not before time, yes. I would say. This yeah. is something we've discussed for a decade. Said the other week on the mm. podcast, we sat with the Moose, Ian Abrahams at TalkSport years ago. Yeah. Um, and 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 discussed this, and, and the Moose said, "No, it's it's not acceptable." He's right. I, I, he was right then. But he's right now. You know what's amazing, Dicky? Tottenham have woken up. Uh, That's up. number three, by but the way. Hold on, but you know what's amazing? I was watching bits today on that reports on that today, hmm. and what's amazing is about say there was five Tottenham fans interviewed this morning, four of them. What I, what I against getting rid of it? For them, we're saying, well, what? no, you can't. It's, well, it's like, you can. I know, it's but what I'm saying it's is... anti-Semitic. Correct. It's not... We know that. no place but for isn't it. isn't it amazing football. that they, the majority of the ones who were spoken to, are against getting rid of it? I mean, I, I think it, that. It, it, what, what, what it tells me is that... Um, the four of the five that you're talking yeah. about need education. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. At number two, this is fascinating. Uh, it's been coming. I, I, I would have to confess at this stage to having been wrong. You? Mm. Never. Hold on. I know. Wait, can, we, can you say that again? Can you say that again? Mark that, Luis. <laughs> Mark uh, that, Luis. Put that out as a highlights of the week. <laughs> Keezy admitted he was actually wrong. <laughs> Post-COVID, I said to you, I think the bubble's burst. And I think that football needs to reassess. And going forward, that will be no bad thing. Oh, by the way, you weren't wrong alone, though. No, I, I was same, hoping. I, same sort of I was hoping. TV income to hit ten billion in the next three seasons, and for the first time in history, overseas football rights are worth more than domestic football rights. Yeah. So, memo to the Premier League: yeah. uh, just a little bit more respect, please, for those of us who live and work abroad watching Premier League football. Yeah, at, at some ridiculous hours. Yes, just a little more thought. <laughs> yes, particularly on the nights times. when Amazon are in charge. Oh, they're a nightmare. Uh, Let's kick off at ten. Then quarter past ten, then half past ten, then quarter to eleven. No, worse than that. Let's kick off at ten, quarter to eleven, and half past eleven. <laughs> yeah, that's nonsense. Um, anyway, uh, what, what, what the consequence I, of let this? Let me ask you something. You're, you're, a, you're a journalist and a TV man, right? Well, so are you. No, well, but you know what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, what's the thought process in that? If you're a company, I don't know. What's the thought process in kicking off I, a, another game halfway through the first game? I, I think it shows a total disregard for football fans. Right. In that that midweek, which is generally when Amazon are broadcasting, it's it's difficult enough to get the football matches anyway. But to start scheduling them in, in the manner that they did, we, we're talking ten, uh, quarter to eleven, half part, because that we're three hours ahead. Well, I say eight. But, Quarter but it, to nine. It's nonsense, and it, it shouldn't be allowed, and it, no. it, it just needs a little more thought and care. But but the, the consequence of this is not just that the 10 billion is coming in over three seasons, but the champions now will earn 176 million, up from 153, with the bottom club guaranteed 106 million and not 97. 
So to fail in the Premier League, to be relegated, to probably at that point halve the amount of money you're paying players because you've gone back mm -hmm. to the championship, mm -hmm. you are rewarded for your failure with a pot of 106 million, million. which is why parachute payments need to be reassessed and stopped. Correct. Because the incentive to come out of the championship to get your hands on that money is leading to clubs like Reading, like Derby and others, Sheffield Wednesday, who are now in League One, pushing the boat out too far and bankrupting themselves. Yeah. Bournemouth were fine for doing so when they came into the Premier League last time round. It's, 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 it's too much, in my view. It's and, a lot. And it's that, unnecessary. Yeah. It's unnecessary. Uh, half the money from any increase in total overseas rights is now distributed according to where the club finishes in the league table. That's understandable. Yeah, we that's, know that. That's okay. That's always been the case. Isn't now, it? number one this week. Oh, right. Yeah. Catgate. <laughs> yeah. Not specifically Catgate. Yeah. But what an irony that West Ham woke up 48 hours mm -hmm. after the rest of us mm -hmm. and got their heads around what had gone on in the Zuma household. Yeah. Um, Aaron's been uh, suspended as well, by the way, by his club, um, uh, Dagenham and Redbridge. But Zuma was fined £250,000. Correct. Yeah? Two weeks' wages. Well, Correct. That, that's the point. Two weeks' yeah. wages. Money donated to an animal charity. Yes. The rest of the West Ham squad are in uproar. West Ham mutiny. Unhappy players demand rises after they learn cat kicker Zuma <laughs> is the top <laughs> on no! 125 no! <laughs> pounds a week. Oh, no. I mean, talk about shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah. And mismanaging a situation that was out of their control almost from the moment that Moisey, and I, I love Moisey. Uh, we, I, snap. For, snap. From the moment Moisey came on television and said, it's my job to pick the best team for the club. Yeah, I, 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 it is. I get it. It is. But as Simon Jordan said in a tweet this week, you've, you've got to feel the mood in the room. Yes, 100%. And the mood in the room was very much against that being yeah. the case. And it's, it, it's not a case of, and I think the, the words he used, he, he would regret them. He's one of our better players. He's our best player. So what? So what would have been the answer? Mm. So what, David? It's, that's not the argument whether he's your best player or not. The argument is, is it right, having just uh, this massive story that it's become, has just broken this morning, this mo that morning, is it wise to put him on the football pitch? No. And his first touch of the football told you how unwise it was. Mm. And the reaction. And the reaction is in. And I, 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 I really don't know how or where they go with it because... Uh, Are you suggesting for one minute that this boy should be fired? No. Good. No, but equally, I, and I understand what Antonio was saying when he addressed the press yesterday. Yeah, is, it, is it a worse offence than racism? But when Antonio was wrong... No footballer has been convicted of racism in a court of law. No. Not one. No. And nobody's saying yeah. that, that, that Suarez, for instance, yes. was, was deemed to have uh, muttered racial remarks in the, in the direction of a uh, uh, little fullback, name escapes. Ever. Yeah. Free Ever. So we've got an eight game ban for that. Mm -hmm. So I understand. And there are levels of uh, indiscipline. Mm -hmm. but, but this one. Um, I, th I think football, it, it's not a football issue. This is a lifestyle issue. Mm -hmm. this, this, is, this is appall people beyond yes. football. Yes. And it, it, it is a football responsibility to, to, to say to them, no, we understand, we hear you. Mm -hmm. Agreed. We really do. Agreed. Because um, I, I don't, I, I, as I say, I don't know where they go with it. I have no idea. I, I have no idea. Now, th this all started, um, uh, Jordy Nick, by the way, was defending you. Defending, da, 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 da. defending who, me? Yeah. What for? Um, well, 
on B in Sports this week, I, I made reference to the fact that, um, um, well, I asked the question initially, was Glenn Hoddle right? Can, can Delhi Alley wear what he oh, likes? Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah? <laughs> yes, I know where you're going. Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I was well prepared for this, so, so was the rest of the team, um, <laughs> because I wanted to know your thoughts on it, that if, if, if you dress in an outrageous manner, there we go. No, I know you're going to, I know what picture you've pulled up. I, can, I know 100%. <laughs> I'm sitting here, you've got your phone out, and it's a, I'm guaranteeing you, it's a picture of pre-cup final 1984, me in my back garden at, uh, in Formby in a tutu and wellies. Well, well, the first one I was going to show you was that one again, Reedy. Oh, Reedy's ties. Are the tie. Oh, I, I, I mean. And, and I don't remember that tie. So. I struggled to see Reedy. The tie is so wide. I couldn't see it behind Ridiculous. there. This one, the, 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 there's a bit of the Val Dunican about this one. No, it's not. That yes, was just that, a that, casual, casual jumper. I don't understand why when you won Young Player of the Year and Players Player of uh -huh. the Year, you sat in your back garden showing them off without a shirt on. Why? It was a lovely day. What? So what? <laughs> it was a lovely why? day. Why? Look at the sun shining. Yeah, but, but why? Well, Ronaldo does it all the time. <sighs> I mean, <laughs> Ronaldo's got a physique. Well, I probably yeah. I can see Luis looking at that with, with, a, with adoring glances. Look at that. What do you think, Luis? Good. Uh, Good. Um, Good. See, but you're right. Oh, there's another, which is slightly masked by words. This, this is this is the one that makes me laugh with the late Tommy Craig. Good lad, must have lived ah, close Tommy, to you. And you're in the back garden with your lawnmower. Yeah, but the lawnmower's plainly not running. And that lawn's not seen a lawnmower for a long time. It may have been a stage picture. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. And there is the aforementioned... What, what, was, what was the thinking behind that? It was obviously a publicity stunt pre-cup fight. Well, obviously, and I'm and I hugely think, relieved I to think, have that <laughs> I, I can't believe I'm looking at that, and I actually put that on. No, could I? I can't. I, I am... Uh, no, please. I mean, it's... Luis, stop tapping it and bringing it back to light again. And I was asked to do that because... People at the time thought I looked very much like Freddie Starr. Yes. And if you remember in those days, Freddie used to do part of his show uh, dressed like right, that. Okay. So they said, would you mock up looking like Freddie Starr? But and I stupidly thought, well, I'll do it in the back garden. No one will see it. But then, ah. Did <laughs> you take that photograph? What do you It's now there for the rest of my life. I had never seen that until this You're week. You're joking. No, I'd never seen that. Wow. And, and of course... The, well, there the, you go. You'd never seen it. But you weren't just the only one, were you? Reedy was also Fred. Yes. They thought Fred one and Fred two, because they thought both Reedy and I looked... <laughs> I think Reedy swerved on that. Reedy did swerve on that. I think Reedy would have... <laughs> I think he'd have carried off the two-two much better than me. Uh, right. Uh, Back dear. to the football. Martinelli. Yeah. Yes or no? Well, I, I, I think that uh, having allowed play to go on, uh, the referee is culpable um, in what happened because had he blown right away, and I know people say, well, they were on the break, but they were in their own half. They weren't, they weren't sort of the edge of the, uh, the penalty area. They were in the, the, their unknown half wheels and breaking out of there. So there was no real breakaway. There was no real thing. So he could have blown the whistle right away, booked the guy, and that would have been the end of it. When he didn't, and Martinelli commits another foul, five seconds later, ten seconds later, mm. I think booking him would have been sufficient. I think booking him would have been sufficient. And 
I get that people say, well, they were both bookable offences, but let me tell you, if Martinelli had already been booked, right, and he committed that second foul, he wouldn't have got sent off for it. He wouldn't have got sent off for it. I guarantee you. It wasn't serious enough, in my opinion, to want a second booking and off the pitch. First one's definitely a booking. Of course it was. But that by letting the play go, the referee, and not encouraged, but enabled the second situation to arise. You do accept by the letter of the law, the ref was correct. Well, you could argue that, yes. You could argue that. And that although they weren't in opposition territory, no. the break was threatening, which is why Martinelli obviously intervened. I think Martinelli intervened because he was frustrated. There's definitely frustration in those 20 seconds of football when mm. he pushed the first guy, or I can't remember who it was, when he pushes the first one off the football pitch and then trying to retrieve a situation he had lost. I've seen it. We've seen it all the time. You've seen it a million times doing your job that you've done, Keezy. When people make a mistake, they often compound it mm. by immediately try making another one, trying to rectify the first. And that's what he did. So I, I thought he was unlucky. I thought he was really unlucky. Yeah, I thought the ref was correct in law. Uh, uh, a tad Do you think pedantic. the referee would have got battered if he hadn't sent him off? No, I don't either. But I, I, what, what I do? Well, publicly he wouldn't. What's in his mind, of course, is what is going to be the reaction of his governor, oh, Mike Riley. Oh, who cares? And well, they do because yeah. they're all Andy. They're all scared. Nah, well, they're all scared stiff. You shouldn't be. Riley was bullied as a referee, and he's now chief bully as 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 as, as chief operating officer of that organisation. They care because what happens is exactly what happened to our referee at Crystal Palace. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Friend, yeah. who didn't give a penalty, was told by Craig Pawson, I think it was, right, in, in VAR, yeah. overturn it. And we know, we know now, there is no doubt in my mind, having been in conversation with a current Premier League official, and that's all I'll say, mm -hmm. who called me to say they're being told to go with VAR. So we know every time a referee leaves the pitch to go and look at monitor, he's changing his, he's mind. Changing his mind. There's been 50 occasions this year, 50. And each and every time a referee has changed his mind. So what's Friend thinking? He's thinking, well, I'm going to have to go here with what I'm being told. Yeah. So he overturns his original correct decision <laughs> and then gets dropped for doing so. And the guy in VAR doesn't get No, Pawson was working midweek. Yeah. That's, so, so that's in Oliver's mind. Yeah, I get, but Michael Oliver is such a senior referee, Richard, like Atkinson and one or two others there, that I think that no one's going to say to Michael Oliver, you should have sent him off, but because you didn't, we're going to suspend you for a week or drop you off for a week. Because it wasn't, what I'm, what I'm trying to say, it wasn't like you and I sitting here saying, that is the most ridiculous, stupid decision I've mm. ever seen. Mm. Now, if anyone should have been dropped out of anything, it should have been... Pawson for saying to Kevin Friend, I agree. You dropped a ball up there, Kevin. You need to change your mind yeah. right away. Yeah. Now, Kevin Friend should have been congratulated in getting his decision right, then criticised for not sticking with it or having the guts to stick with it or whether they're allowed to stick with it. No, they're not. But I, I, Pawson I, I, should not have I been given the game I the said. next week. I, 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 some, some, I, I, I know sometimes I, I say things and you guys around about me think, well, until I read that, that's not true. But it, it is the case. <laughs> I did genuinely get a call from a current yeah. Premier League official to say... That's what's happening. This is what's happening. The boys be. are being told, go with VAR. People, it has to be. People love stats. 50 out of 50 is a pretty compelling stat. And that's why <laughs> I keep banging on about us being allowed to listen when the referee goes to the monitor. Because what... what that, that's, friend's a classic example. Uh, what could they have said to him? What, what did Was say? he strong enough to say, look, hold on a minute. I'm happy with my original call yeah. here. I'm going with it. But he knew that he had to change his mind. He had to. 
What did he see when he got to the monitor that he hadn't eight yards from the incident? Well, all he saw at the monitor was what confirmed what he saw in the pitch. Correct. But That's he, what he saw he in the had monitor. to change his mind. Yeah, I know it's a joke. It's madness. It's madness. Complete totally. madness. And it'll keep happening, and it'll yeah. keep happening until Mike Riley is replaced. He's yeah. not the man that should be in charge of that organisation. Definitely not. And I think ev everything and more that we've seen since the... And never forget... Never forget, we had an extra season an extra, to get yeah. VAR right. Our mate's got it right. We used that season <laughs> well. Well done, mate. Used it really well. Uh, shall we speak with our guest? Yeah, why not? I'm very much looking forward oh, to me this. Me too. Just a thoroughly nice guy. Yeah. Well, hold on. Only for the next month. Come on. No, he's a proper bloke. I know. I know. He's, he's been out to uh, Qatar with us here. I know he has. Um, but there's on, a big month coming sports, up. But there's a huge month coming up. For what Jimmy Greaves, the late Jimmy Greaves, always used to irritate you guys. Uh, by describing you as chili jockos. Chili jockos, I know. Because it's cold in the Chili jockos. <laughs> so the chili jockos, the formula is what? Formula is beat Ukraine and then beat either Wales or Austria, the winner of that it's game. It's an ask, isn't it? So Ukraine at Hamden, big game, but winnable for us, I believe. Mm. The tough one's going to be the, the second game because it's away. Mm. We have to either go to Cardiff or we have to go to, would it be yet, Vienna? Yeah, I guess it would. Austria. Can't think so we've either got to go to Cardiff or Vienna. Yeah. And, and if we win two more games, then we will be here. Come on. Uh, he's uh, Geordie to the core. Mm -hmm. uh, he's playing golf later this morning with Alan Shearer. Oh, yeah. Shearer's good. Well, Shearer's... I, I would run that past Johnny. See, I think Shearer plays his golf the way he played football. He just... Smashes that. everything. There's, there's no finesse about Alan well, on the golf course. Bad here, but he used to play here. Yeah, with but us. he just because he was on the edge of the green every time he hit the ball. I, know. I mean, there's, there's not a lot more to do, is there? Smashes at miles. But the, I like to see a little bit of. That's only craft. because that's only because we're old and we can't hit it that far. Yeah, I'd, well, his drive was. I, I was drive three wood, seven iron, and, and wedge to get to his drive. Yeah, pretty much. I'm the same. Let's speak with the former manager of Newcastle, John Carver. John, I always start with a Geordie by inquiring, how are you gunning? I'm gunning okay. What? I'm champion. That's better. I'm yeah. gunning okay. <laughs> you said he'd either say champion or lush. The, lush is generally, a, a, yes, a very popular one. Very good. Yeah, lush. Very good. Ah, champion, yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Champion. champion. Lush. Well, thank you, John, for joining us. Not the John Carver, born 1576 in Nottinghamshire, uh, died April the 15th, 1621, <laughs> the first governor of the Pilgrim Settlement yes. at Plymouth in New England, and uh, one of the first men to step aboard the Mayflower. Funny enough, that's the one I looked at this morning. Did you? I think I'm looking at the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> well, when that came yeah. up, I thought, no, 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 that's not the one I want. <laughs> no. So, John, uh, or is it John <laughs> Mac Carver for four to six weeks or so? What do you mean 46 Well, weeks? everybody's calling me John McCarver. Are they? Yeah. And they have done for a while. Yeah? They have done for a while. And I don't mind it because I actually live on Hadrian's Wall, which is the wall that the Romans don't keep the Scots out. Hoy, and I have to keep the English out. Wall, <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, from, from your side, certainly, Andy. Yeah. But, um, no, I... I they've taken to me as if I'm one of those. Uh, one of them, sorry. Um it's been incredible. It's been an incredible sort of baptism for me going into international football. And uh, when Steve picked up the phone and asked me to join him, uh, I couldn't wait to get in the car and drive up there. And it was, I mean, it's been 15, 16, tremendous months. 
Mm. Uh, for those who are baffled and wondering what we're talking about, John Carver, um, what, what would the job be? Senior coach, John, assistant uh, to Steve Clark? Is, assistant, is yeah, assistant to Steve Clark, yeah. Brilliant. For the national team, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. And when you say, uh, um, I, I, you didn't quite use the phrase, but obviously it's very different to what you'd done previously. How different and why? Well, it's extremely different because it's the time scale you, you spend with the players. And this is probably the hardest thing I've found out. And, and, and this moment in time is a great example because we played the qualifying games where we qualified for the, uh, the World Cup qualifiers against Ukraine yeah. back in November. And we've got nothing until March. So the time has been sort of dead. You've just been going around watching games. You know the, the nucleus of your squad. You've just been looking at players, hoping that they don't get injured. Yeah. Um, and that's the biggest difference I've found where you wake up in the morning and you think, what can I do? All right, I'll go and play golf, but you can only play so many games of golf. <laughs> and in the winter... Oh, I don't know. No, I don't know about that, John. <laughs> when the weather's as good as it is in Qatar, we can play every day. <laughs> so so this, is, this, is, this is a huge difference. This is a huge difference. But the one thing I will say to Steve is what he has done is he's built this club mentality with the national team. And sometimes that's very difficult because... As we all know, and Andy, you, you play for Scotland. Mm. So, and, and I'm sure in your time, there would have been players who weren't that keen on being with the national team because they prefer to stay with their clubs. Mm. But we've, and, and Steve, along with his staff, have, have created this atmosphere where players are desperate to be there. They don't want to miss out. And, and that, that can only be good for the future of Scottish football. And, and this is something that he's installed. I've seen it from day one when I walked through the door. So now I've seen the improvement. I've seen the enthusiasm of players wanting to be there. They tell me before we, you know, before Steve took over, mm. players weren't that keen on and joining up and yeah, pulling true. out at last minute. Um, but now they want to be there and they want to be part of it. Yeah, and, and hopefully part of. It. I so mean, I can I can see that John as as a as a fan now. I can see that looking at the team and I can see how it's developed. Uh, and how it's still developing, I would have to say that. And I think what, what you guys have done there is, 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 is terrific. But what about Steve? I mean, there's a lot, lot of his public who perceive him as a dour, uh, too serious, sombre character. What's he really like? Let me tell you, he's, he's, he's the opposite to that. <laughs> and, and I've had a friendship with him since 99 when he joined Newcastle with Rude Ullett, um, <clears throat> who you guys know very well. Mm. And... Ever since that day I met him, uh, we've, we've had a friendship and it's mm -hmm. been a long friendship and we've kept in touch. And obviously I'm working with him now, but when you work with him, the, the one thing about him is he, he's, he's quite calm. Mm -hmm. He's very composed and, and he's, he trusts people. He trusts people around him to get on and do the job. But when, you, when you're away from the football, he likes to enjoy himself. I was, he was up in Newcastle a few weeks ago. Um, ah. We went to the Watford game and, yeah. and we went out for a few beers. Yeah, of course you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to, you have to was this, that, was this on a Friday know, night, by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. <laughs> no, only joking. That's, that's a joke, by the way. Um, but, but yes, we, yes. We by the way, we didn't go to Julie's, did you, Benny Chaps? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it's closed now. It's a shot. Oh, oh, no. it, was, it was an old haunt of mine. Um, I always, always, but, always met Shearer in there now. the night and before again, John. Always. We, <laughs> we actually had the women with us. This, this so, um, right. so it was quite sensible. But, you know, he's, he's just like every one of us. You know, yeah. I mean, the amount of footballers you know, you guys know, uh, who who are serious in front of the camera, but when when you come off camera, mm -hmm. they're just normal people, and and they like to have a bit of fun at the right time. And Steve's no different. 
Uh, always re- reminded me of the time that Kenny took him to Liverpool. Um, and, 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 but my thought process here started with Trevor Francis appointing Mick Mills. Yes. Yeah. yeah. At Sheffield Wednesday. I remember saying to Trevor, I said, why? He said, well, he's so different to me. You know, he's <laughs> effusive. And, and he, you know. I said, what? Mick Mills? Are you mad? And then Kenny and Steve Clark yeah. got together at Liverpool. Well, that's what I'm saying. Everybody but Kenny is, like yeah, that. Kenny, Kenny is entirely the opposite <laughs> yeah, to what is. the public persona is. Yeah. Loves a chuckle. Yeah. So that, I, I, I guess that's the key to a dressing room that's, that's laughing as well, Steve, is it? John, sorry, he's not calling him Steve. John. I thought I was, I thought I was with Bobby Robson again. <laughs> <laughs> I brought you, John. Absolutely. Too quick. Top answer. Can you ask that question again? <laughs> well, well, you know. Well, you know. <laughs> oh, Very good. Very good. Sharp as a tax. I'll take that. Uh, we are definitely dubbing up Ukraine. That's <laughs> yeah. a certainty. We've got that. <laughs> what, is it the key to, to having a chuckle in the dressing room? Absolutely. I mean... <laughs> I mean, we, we have a, an amazing staff and, and most of the staff in, in, for the national team, I didn't know anything about them. And there's a great mixture of young and older guys and quite funny guys in, in, in particular. I'm not one of them, as you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, John. Now you're a shot there. <laughs> what, what I will see is I have mellowed. I have to be honest. I have mellowed and I'm quite calm now on the touchline. I mean, I've not had any real dealings so far with the national team. I, I think I've had one, but I won't get into that. Um, but I've calmed down a little bit. But he has a good mix. And, yeah. and obviously, uh, up until recently, we had Stephen Reid there, who was of quite course, young yeah. and enthusiastic yeah. and quite close with the players. And now we've got Stephen Naismith. Uh, and we brought in Austin McPhee to, to work on a set play. So we're all different. We're all different personalities. And I think that's one of the reasons why we all get on. Um but we all have a say, which mm-hmm. is good. And, and like I, I touched on it earlier about Steve trusting people. He trusts people to get on and do the job. And, 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 and you know, listen, I think we've all seen it when we, when we beat Serbia in the, in the playoffs for the Euros. Yeah. You know, we worked hard. We, 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 we went through on penalties and we had a, an amazing party afterwards. And as it happens, I was the second one to bed at five in the morning. But, <laughs> you know, only because I told me cough in the celebration. You know, ah, like, yeah, there we go. Enjoy prone. Well, look, I, I'm not going to ask but, a daft but, question, which is, can you? Time. I'm just going to say to you, John, I hope you do, because I think the tournament here will be better for Scotland being part of it. I genuinely oh, really hope the Scots make it. So we'll lay that to one side. Right. Um, question about Newcastle. Why is it impossible to manage that club? <laughs> <laughs> I can hear Andy laughing in yeah, the background. Yeah. I think everybody knows how it's impossible. But listen, why the one though, thing John? I will why? Say, why? Why? Well, I'll tell you why. Is because the expectations are high. Is that Keegan's fault? They've never been any higher than now. Is that Keegan's why are they fault? High? Yeah. Because Keegan, Keegan overachieved the, 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 with Newcastle. Kevin, Kevin developed the animal, and and the animal needs to be fed. And after Kevin, it was a little bit of a lull. And then Bobby came in and he did the same thing. He picked everything up again. And when you've had a taste of that, it's like everything. When you've had a taste of that success, although we didn't win anything, but we were competing at the top end, uh, you know, for the, for the premiership and yeah. uh, mm. cup finals. When you have a taste of that, you want more of it. And unfortunately, that's gone sour for a number of years now. What I will say is, I went to a game before the transfer window 
when the new owners just took over. And you could sense the atmosphere was building. I went to the game against Watford a couple of weeks ago, and it was amazing. I was in the lounges, doing the lounges, seven or eight lounges, and nobody was worried about being knocked out of the FA Cup by games because in the past, that would have got thrown back in your face as the manager. Mm, mm. It got swept under the carpet a little bit because the euphoria around the place and the atmosphere in the rooms and in the stadium was like it was under Kevin, under under Bobby. And they sense, they sense it now. But You'd never go so far publicly as to admit it, but I think this season of all seasons, Newcastle must be delighted to be out of the FA Cup. I think so. Uh, it's a huge distraction when you're trying to stay in the Premier League. And I think the fans understand that. Listen, we have a plan. I think the football club have a plan. They've got the short, the medium and the long. The short term is stay in the Premier League. Mm, yeah. And they have to do that. And and signs are, are very, very encouraging. What I will say is I think there's a number of sides around them. And I'm, I'm putting seven teams in it up to Brentford. I think the seven teams in it, and I think we're good enough to get at least fourth bottom, at least fourth bottom, if not even further. You know, I, I looked at Everton. Well, you're, not, you're obviously not including you. Everton. Well, who, well, obviously he, he not. Just I has mean, done. Now, what I, he was I, about I, to say was, I mean, apart from Everton, who I'm taking out of that seven. <laughs> yes, thanks, John. <laughs> I just couldn't believe. I just couldn't believe how poor Everton were. I'm not me. Not me. You know, I know they're close to your heart. Um, and and I was so disappointed in, in their performance, mm. but delighted because obviously Newcastle won the game. So I think the seven teams in it, right? So so short term, we have to make sure we don't fall through the trapdoor. That's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Then the medium term is it'll take care of itself if we stay in the Premier League. You know, because I think they've got to be sensible with the money. I think they've been really sensible in this window. I don't think they've been held to ransom for sure. But... It's about progressing and making sure that they take care of the short term. I mean, everybody talks about they're going to go in and they're going to do, they're going to improve the academy, uh-huh. they're going to do this, uh-huh. that. Forget about the academy. And this is not a pun, but they're in good hands with Stevie Harper at the moment. Yeah. He took over uh, six months ago, I think yeah, it was. And he, Top he, guy. He, you know, he, he, don't worry about that. Worry about the team now. Worry about yes. staying in the Premier Correct. League. Yes. And then, and then medium turn, build a squad that can be competitive at the top and long term, Go and compete for two. But John, but John, you're you're one of them, right? You're a Jordan. You you you've had to be patient. What is it? Nineteen? What? Fifty five? Fifty eight? Last trophy? Fifty five? Domestic trophy? He'll tell you. First cup. I mean, domestic trophy. Sixty nine. That was, wasn't it? Sixty nine. Yeah, but domestic trophy was what? Fifties? Fifties domestic. Domestic trophy in the fifties, John. So I mean, I know what you're saying. (laughs) I think he's hung up. Ah, Yes, I'm (laughs) But what you're saying is a hundred percent right, John. There has to be. It's like a slow burner. You, you, you can't just come in there and say, right, now we've got all this so-called money, we'll go here, we're going to go from where we are to the top three in 12 months. That's not going to happen. So having had so little success over the last 60 years, 70 years domestically, how difficult is it to keep the Geordie fans patient and convince them that they have to be patient even well, longer for this success if well, it comes to, achieve, to be achieved? Correct. They have to be patient and... and I sense they're going to be patient because okay. even before the window, okay, our results weren't great. Certainly at St. James's Park, our results weren't great. But the fans were staying behind the team. The fans were applauding them off the pitch when they were losing games and losing heavily at Leicester. I mean, there was an amazing following at mm. Leicester. Mm. 
and, and, and we got battered. And, and he applauded them off the pitch. So I sense there's going to be patience there. Good. Okay. I think everybody, I mean, I think Geordie people are quite knowledgeable about football. And yeah, they agreed. understand agreed. the situation we're in. And, and they see what happened to Man City. They've seen it wasn't a quick fix at Manche- uh, Manchester City. So I think they understand that it's going to take time in Newcastle. It will take time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the, the sooner it comes, the better for mm-hmm. the fans. But I think they understand the situation. I, I, I don't think they're stupid. One last question, John, specifically on Newcastle then. And it's a common problem, which is why the teams are all down there at the bottom. Goals. Is there enough goals in Newcastle to keep them up? Are there enough goals? Well, obviously, yeah, yeah. obviously, losing your main striker mm. um, was a huge problem, and, and bringing in Chris Wood, I think, is a, is a stopgap. Um, but it's something we needed. When you see San Maximum play the way he played against Everton, yeah, you think what a what a match winner, mm. and you need more of that. You know, he's a luxury. We know that, and and uh, and people call it the maverick is the N word, and, and he certainly is, but. You know what? I think the way Eddie's built his team and he's found a system to play with these players in the system, along with the additions. You know, you see, I mean, we talk about five new signings, but we've got six really. Because let's not forget about Joe Linton, who's come from nowhere, <laughs> who we signed for forty yes. million, and all of a sudden he's the looks enforcer. Like a yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is incredible. Yeah. So, you know, Doing not what you paid them for. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing <laughs> no, transformation. Absolutely, not. absolutely. So so but I think we now have a, a system that suits the players that we have and we've obviously improved the squad. So I think we will start creating chances. We created many chances against uh, Everton. We created a few chances against Leeds. So I can see an improvement and and I think we <laughs> We will get there. I think we will score goals. I think we've got enough in the team. You know, if you look at, and I'll use Kieran Trippier as an example, you've got a fullback who's coming to the team who's unbelievable with set plays. Uh-huh. Yeah, but the keeper and, was and shit. Keeper John. was I mean, come, on. come on, John. If yeah, I had, been, I mean, you if I had been your keeper, you'd have been absolutely was giving hey, them hey, a the wall was shit, and he never got across. I mean, come absolutely. on. Absolutely, and he's. And he's from down the road as well, eh? Yeah, of course. <laughs> of yeah, course yeah. he is, yes. Oh, yes. yes. How enjoyable. Oh, yeah. Double enjoyment for you, Lot. Well, yeah, I have fine. to say, Trippier adds, adds another yeah, he does. sort of string to the bow of trying to score goals because he will deliver. He will, as he did with his free kick, uh, score goals for us. So I think, I think there's goals in the team. I know um, Eddie's been searching for the right system and the right formula, but I think he's found it now. Um, and I think there's a good balance to the team. Um, what I will say is we need to get the points sooner rather than later yeah, because do. if you look at our last five games, three of them against Arsenal, Man City and ah, Liverpool, I think really? it is. And uh, right, yeah. So we really need to get the points on the board sooner rather than later. Well, John, it's, it's been great catching up. I, I mean, we've missed all our mates these past two or yeah. three years through uh, uh, COVID restrictions. Um, it'd, it'd be great to see you back, and I hope it's with Scotland. But in closing, can we talk about golf? And I know you're about to go out with Shearer. <laughs> and Andy and I were just discussing his golf. There's, he, he plays golf like he played his football, doesn't he? There's no finesse. It's just all <laughs> crash, bang, wallop, isn't it? Brutality. Yeah. Strength and brutality. Yeah. But he yeah. is a bandit. Is a what's he playing off now, John? What's he playing off? What's he? What's oh, he's off something like I think he's playing off six, but he's, he's really a, a three-handed. He is. He's, he's taking the money every week. 
Well, I'm, not, su- I'm not surprised off six. You could probably play left-handed and take the money off six. <laughs> what, what's your, what are you playing off, John? What are you playing off? I'm around about 13-1, I am. Oh, That's I'm what I am. I'm a, I've got a proper handicap. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I know you have 13-1, I noticed you said. 13.1. Yeah. Yeah. That's a proper golf. Two hundred and sixty yeah. goals, and don't forget the thirty-one in the old first division. He'll be there now having his breakfast, preparing. Them oh, for. he will be. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> You'll get the pin positions. He's got everything there. <laughs> send a, send our best wishes, John. Yes, it's been really, do, John. really good to I catch up, and thank you for your time. Guys. Brilliant. And John, just let me say, uh, if I don't get to talk to you before the middle end of March, there, uh, honestly. All the luck in the world, and I'm, yes. I'm desperate. I concur. Uh, hopefully that uh, we will we will be catching up this this winter. That'll be wonderful. See you, John, and thanks again. Top man, brilliant. Cheers, Cheers mate. Cheers, guys. Thanks, thanks, thanks John. <laughs> John Carver, top guy, and it just goes to show that you can football people. You can just sit and have a you can. conversation Chat. with, mm-hmm. can't you? Absolutely. And, and and thoroughly enjoy. I've got one for you before we go. Right. So is it? Watched his two goals last night. Jota. The first one in a position that you have told me down the years, mm-hmm. Dalgleish always. Always. New Kenny Dalgleish. No. 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 I want you to think about no, it. I'm thinking, no, no. I want you to think no. about it. No. Under the wire. No. Quietly. No. Second goal was typical Dalglish. Yeah, maybe. New typical. Kenny Dalglish. The first goal no. was Dalglish. I think this kid is sensational. He, he, I agree. Then that's a different statement. He is sensational. He's been a brilliant guy. I said to you before about I had no idea he had that ability in him when he was at Wolves. He was a good little player at Wolves. Mm. But it, it never, he was never, people were not banging down Wolves' door to buy him. And all of a sudden, from, we all looked surprised, remember? Yes. Liverpool went and we all went, wow, 30 plus million on Jota? Oh, right. So you, sometimes when you get past little messages when you're in the middle of the show, like yeah, this, well, go on, what does it say? More fouler than Dalglish. No. 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 Oh, so you're then, you're saying no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> what it is is a very. I, I just thought when he when he when he. No, I get the goals. I watched him I get as the, the corner goals. came in. Yeah, I he, get the goals. Everybody else is making a lot of movement. He's just he's yes. Well, he's waiting. I get Six the, I box. get what you're saying. Brilliant. I always used to say that. Ken he used to stand in front of the goalie. I said, "Why do you stand there?" He said, "You were surprised how many goals I get yep. stood in front of the goalie." And the second one was uh, again. By the way, did you see the little block off? Uh, the goal. Yes. Yeah. The blocked off. Yeah, well, who was marking? Uh, yeah. Van Dijk. We said the other night on being sports is going to happen, isn't yeah. it? And it's consistently going to happen. It of course, just, it has. It was good play. Yeah. Um, the, the second one, new, ev, ev, awareness was stunning. And I know you'll say that's a natural thing. It is it's natural. not for everybody. No, it's not. But people who scored goals, as he knew that he wasn't. It's one of those that comes. He sees the ball. He turns. He hits. That's it. It's 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 all natural. It's all instinctive. Um, and and yes, he's he's been brilliant for. Liverpool, absolutely brilliant. I mean, when you think that they all, they probably be what Divock Origi when they bought him, thinking he'll he'll do what Jota's doing. When the front three and one of them's not functioning, we'll bring in Origi and he'll do the business for mm. us regularly. And it did, it's not worked out for him in that respect. He's got a couple of big goals, Divock Origi. Of course he has. That makes him legendary at, at Anfield because of the, who he scored against. But for numbers, Jota's been the oh, the thing they've phenomenal. needed. 
because the front three can't always do it. As Firmino's had a couple of, he's had an iffy 18 months. Same impact as Dalglish had on his team. No. Same instinctive finishing that Dalglish provided for his team. I want you to go away and think about no, it. I've thought about it. And I do not have we to. Will Kenny Dalglish is the best player I ever played alongside. I ever. concur. Right? And with the greatest will in the world, Diogo Jota is never going to be that. Well. He's not. Casey is a sensationally good player. Does brilliant for Liverpool. But Kenny, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised at you. I'm surprised I, I, I didn't say as good a player. See, we've got to See, be if I had uttered here. something like that, you'd have said, how can you utter Dalglish and Jota in the same Well, sentence? I probably would, yeah. But, but, but <laughs> purposes for conversation. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not saying no. that he's as good as. Few, if ever, have been or ever will, will be. be. Yeah. But what he's doing in there... He's doing brilliantly. Is unbelievable. Dalglish-like. I'll give you that. Dalglish. All right, we'll agree to agree There were two Dalglish-like goals. Yeah, bounce off a keeper bang, and that one, little bit of movement, first touch, one touch in. Yeah, I'll give you that. Dalglish-like. That's as far as I'm taking it. He never missed anything either. I went to Wrexham to cover a friendly <laughs> for the radio, Radio City, and, and they won it 3-1, and he got the third. It was a header from All about right. eight, eight, ten yards, something like that. And, and just in summary, post-match, I just said, you know, whatever unfolded, <laughs> and a rare-headed goal from Kenny Dalglish was the phrase. Oh, no. And I'd forgotten all about it and, until the following Thursday, Friday, when I was down doing into <laughs> yeah, a rare-headed goal. I said, what? what? Rare-headed goal? I got six when I had this last uh, three months. <laughs> what? And then I realised that, that had been festering in his yeah. mind oh, for yeah. six he days. He wouldn't forget that. If he'd missed nothing. Nothing. No. nothing. no, it's made him what he was. Yeah, what he is. Absolutely. Yeah. Keys and Grey Pod is where you can find us. Keys <laughs> and A N D Pod on Insta and Twitter. Right. Uh, it's nice to be back, and uh, we look forward to your company next time round. are on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns